There we go. Welcome to episode number 116 of About the Cards Podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always, with me, host Stefan Loeffler at uh-huh. Junk Wax Twins, Ben Wilson at our trading cards, and I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We're a podcast by collectors for collectors, hoping to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 10, 10 Central. On YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live, follow us on Twitter about the cards. We're available podcast everywhere. Hopefully Amazon soon. Check out our website about the cards.wordpress.com. As you heard, we have a special sit-in guest live in studio down in Texas. Hi. The wonderful another underscore castle. Actually, Double known as underscore. Angela. <laughs> What's up, Ange? How are we doing? Pretty good. I got my my, my tops package for uh, Project Twenty Twenty finally. Yeah. Yeah. First, our, our, our second order. The first one was the uh, Jameson McGuire. So, first of all... I'll let you, since you're closer to the camera. <laughs> uh, our address is obviously covered, but uh, w- why is a major national corporation using a reused bubble mailer? This is how it shipped. Yeah, that's how mine shipped this week, too. <laughs> no, I, I, I get things are going awry in the system and everything, but uh, was, that, that, that was the first of many things to strike us weird for a, for a system or for a um, product that uh, doesn't have any issues. Remember, mm-hmm. I, I get that that you know top loaders in the whole situation we talked about are not top loaders, uh, one touches in, in that situation, but bubble mailers I don't think have been affected, and maybe I'm wrong, but. I, I don't think there's been a, you know, a toilet paper type issue with bubble mailers. I believe they're still <laughs> readily available. You can make your own bubble mailers if if you really need to. I mean, I, I reuse mine that I get. You know, if they're if they're oversized to where you can cut off the top, you know, and throw another card in there, I, I use those. Um, but I'm also not a major corporation trying <laughs> to sell cards at twenty bucks a head. Um, this is not. $20 a head service. <laughs> I mean, I, I once used a whole roll of tape taping a card down for Steph, and I gave him coupons just to piss him off because why not? You're getting a free card. It was safe. Let's have some fun. One second. Uh, I can't hear anything so anybody says. She fun. can't hear us, but not there you go. You, you want to explain okay. what was inside that package? So first off, you you notice something missing here? There there there's no black box. Yeah. Nice. So she opens up the initial bubble mailer and, and gets this, which isn't even closed. It's just in there. Yeah, that's their new. Uh, well, before they weren't coming anything. They were just put into the bubble mailer, 
or into the bubble uh, bubble wrap. They didn't have a sandwich bag or anything before. Yeah. So at least that they're an attempt to help protect more scratches <laughs> from happening, but they didn't even seal it. They didn't even seal yeah. it. It, it was so, a poor, poor, poor problem. And this is not going to show up. But speaking of uh, their attempt to prevent scratch, oh, oh, maybe there it is. Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, over it, here it, somewhere. I I posted. Uh, I got into it with some guy that doesn't even follow me because I posted something the other day from a Cal Ripken card that somebody had posted on Facebook that had a bunch of scratches and the, the case was broken. And it probably shipped similar to how Steph is showing what his shipped. And the guy was like, well, you can't really blame Tops. It's like, to shit, yeah, you can't. can't blame Tops. It's like, first off, it, when you're a, a company and you use a, a third-party logistic partner, Cardmundio, whoever you use, you know, if if you're a Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and you use a third-party bottler, you are still responsible because that is your brand. Anything that happens underneath you until it gets into the consumer's hands is, in fact, your responsibility. And if 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 we're now seeing cards packed out like this, and the guy's like, "Well, you're just pissed off," and you know, it's like, first off, dude, you don't know me. It's not my card. It's a Cal Ripken. I don't buy Cal Ripken cards. So, so I back the truck up. And if this was an isolated incident mm. for Project 2020, whatever, okay, shit happens. But it's not. This is one of a no. laundry list. And that's why I keep saying this is an unmitigated disaster. It's one issue after another. Yeah, Tops made a lot of money off of it. A lot of people on the secondary market made a lot of money off of it. Great. Good for them. The whole, pro the whole program has just been a, a fail. Top to yes. bottom. Yes. The, the 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 problems with my order still continue. There is this this uh mag touch for lack of what I can say. It feels like it will fall apart if I blow on it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> um is completely the wrong size and it if you just hold on to it. The front of it just wiggles out of position completely. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of issues. Like, I think they're tr they're trying to fix some of the stuff, but like, yeah, like these things are now it's getting it was major issues now, and now it's to the point where it's yeah, you you'd love to replace the case, but it's also too you end up damaging the sticker. So if you want to have it, uh, you know, sealed like that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. I think a handful of my breaths, you know, shake, rattle, and roll uh, in their case. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. I've been I've been lucky enough not to have anything come damaged. I did receive a misship where I got a really maze instead of a George Brett. Sent the maze mm -hmm. back, and I haven't heard anything about getting my Brett back. I was able to rebuy it for ten dollars um, at the card shop the other day. So, yeah, nice. I just uh, yeah, but it sucks. And I and I, I'm glad we started this off. It's good to see you and, and hang out with us for a while if you'd like. Yeah, I'm they'll probably end up leaving too. Oh, the coffee the is wearing out. Oh, okay. Well, I just re-upped mine, so I'm on my auntie <laughs> cup of coffee today. Well, that and she was going to go hunt down some retail ginter. I was. Oh, nice. I I, I, I missed out on the hobby shop clo closing on me. I, I got stuck in a meeting, and it was it just didn't happen. <laughs> well, you should have just ditched the meeting. Who cares? Just work. <sighs> right. literally it's card related but you're leaving early <laughs> to go get cards it's like the irony <laughs> should not be lost on any of us right it's like yep i i i'm i'm leaving my meeting about 
processing to go buy more cards. That looks so great. Yeah, and then <laughs> if you want to sell them, you'll probably put them on your own company's website. It's like, seriously, I'm, I'm leaving work early because I'm hungry, but I'm going to buy food from the restaurant I work at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing. You're still getting money. <laughs> and you don't have to pay me. It's a win-win. Exactly. <laughs> And, I mean, it's not like uh, we wouldn't be hit with the same processing and delays that uh, is just affecting the industry um, if we were to submit our own stuff. But, but I don't. So. I mean, there's uh, a certain amount of uh, handshaking going on in that uh, being employees, we have benefits. So uh, we pay less in processing fees. Hey, it's, a, it's a benefit to working for ComC. We are well, it's like when I, worked at, when I worked at Best Buy and we, we paid uh, cost plus uh, 5%. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Just say um, HDMI uh, cables, baby. When, when I worked at Albertsons, we got like 12% off our order or something, something like that. Well, Andrew, it's good to see you again. Thanks for make, keeping you. stuff alive week after week. Uh, all the listeners I, oh. appreciate it. Someone's got to keep this girly figure intact. Mm-hmm. I do. You may not like it, but this is what peak male performance is. <laughs> All right, well, that's our show for tonight, boys and girls. Man. We got banned. Uh, as they both just dropped out, that was weird. He's back. Really, you guys gonna boot me? I didn't touch anything. <laughs> that was you. The week that was last week's release is Tops Living Week 131. Card 345, Dallas Keiko, pitcher, Chicago White Sox, sold 1725. And card 346, Juan Young Kim, rookie pitcher, St. Louis Cardinals, 1930. So. I, well, we're going to move on. It was a dullard of a week. They didn't even hit 2,000. And uh, they looked like this. this. Uh, make sure you check out the Top Living staff for a full breakdown of where these cards fall, by, respectively in the set, by team, and by position. And, uh, yeah. We also had 2020-2021 Upper Deck Opeachy Hockey Drop and 2020 Mosaic Football uh, Panini Mosaic Football Drop as well. Which is like four bazillion dollars a box. So enjoy. now I gotta ask: Do you remember if we covered um, yeah, Upper Deck MVP? No, because it got pushed back. So I found retail. Yeah, but the hobby got pushed back like a couple of weeks. So if you're looking for a hockey itch, uh, Upper Deck MVP is out. Nice. Uh, I've opened two fat packs. <laughs> It's and, uh, uh, so, what would you say it's similar to? Is it like big league or opening day? Kind of like opening day, yeah. It's okay. it's not the main series. There's tons of cards, um, but uh, it, it's a cheap product, fun to rip. And uh, we got uh, I think three cards that had a uh, friend of the show Nick Wasika's uh, photos on them. Nice. That's kind of cool. That, that's awesome. Um, by the way, uh, Mosaic football. Um, Got one of our buddies, James Good, blocked by somebody today because he 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 torched a uh, a break that was doing a personal box, and for just having no enthusiasm throughout a four minute break of a hobby box that cost some guy seven hundred bucks, and opens it in four minutes, misses a couple of key rookie cards in there, doesn't even call them out, uh, barely called out the inserts, and you know just was like. And that's and I understand you're you're, you're trying to, to get through as many personals in a day. But at least have like some enjoyment, like hey, like you hit a, a, a good rookie card here, not just whatever. It's a base card. I don't. 
that's it's coming down. We're gonna I want to get into this later, but it, it, James had a good point. It was funny, um, and I like that he got blocked by the guy. And we all think that uh, you know it's pretty much a scumbag. So, uh, hot off the presses, uh, new releases this week. Tops Living Week one thirty two card three forty five. Zach Wheeler, pitcher, Philadelphia Phillies, and card three forty eight. Donovan Solano, shortstop, San Francisco Giants. No rookie, no all star, no veteran uh, suit star. Uh, I mean, Solano's been okay for the Giants. Wheeler was once a high, really respected Giants prospect. They got traded to the Mets for Colorado Feltran. Uh, been injured, moved on to the Phillies this year. This is this is another just god awful week. We'll be lucky to hit eighteen hundred on both of these cards. Yes, I, I mean, mean, that's all, I mean exactly. I mean, what else deserve any any more conversation? You know, what's I funny mean, about what's nice. What's Maybe. funny about this set was when we first started, you know, two and a half years ago, um, Tops Living, it would just come out and it was a big part of our show. I mean, we would actually talk about it for seven to 10 minutes at a time most weeks. And now it's just kind of a blip on the radar. We, we mentioned it because it's one of the bigger, I, I mean, we mention it, but we don't mention Project 2020. And I know that's more daily and not weekly. And this comes out yeah, Wednesday. But I, and, it's always been part of our show. And I think we're yeah. going to talk about it until the day it dies. Which, but, God, if it keeps like this, it couldn't be soon. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to think what two and a half years ago was for a set that's supposed to last forever. Yeah, and, and I love and, it. And don't get me wrong, I love the cards. The card stock is phenomenal. The artwork is phenomenal. But there are guys they're missing, and they're just not doing it right. If you're going to have a Zach Wheeler, pair him with a, a real big star or a rookie that someone's after. You know, or, or a veteran that, or a veteran or that retired, retired guy. Yeah. yeah. Fan favorite. I, I mean, we talked about this before. Our, the only thing that archives does good every year and it can be pulled away from archives and inserted into another product is the, the fan favorite autos. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you autographs of like this year for the A's, it was blue moon Odom. It's Pete and Cavellia. It's just random guys from the eighties and the nineties that we Phil all Hughes. Yeah. Phil Hughes, people that, that only the guy and his mom care about. But then it's like, man, that guy was awesome. I mean, you know, if we're talking Minnesota Twins, a guy like Danny Gladden, who was not a big name, but was, you know, integral in, in those, you know, the World Series for the Twins. And, and those are the guys, you know? 87. Yeah. Gagney and Gaetti and guys that fans of the 80s recognize, right? You know, there aren't people chasing autographs of, of Willie McGee and Willie Wilson and some of these guys. But then you're like, man, that was my dude. I'm waiting for my Julio Franco one. But, you know, it's one of those things, like, I think that's where living is missing the boat, is they really should be focusing should on some of these guys. come and ask us who, who should be the cards every two weeks. Every week. Julio, Julio Franco. Well, I mean, it goes back to a set that they used to have, uh, all-time fan favorites, where they would feature these guys. Um and I, I, I want, I'd love to see that because I think it had a better foil logo. But two, um, I, I like that it, it's at least been adapted to um, be featured in a set. Yeah. So we'll see how bad they do. Uh, 2020 Top Talent and Ginter drop today. $135 a box. An affordable box, fellas, of a good product. Not everybody loves it, but at that price point, that's a steal these days. Uh, 24 packs of box, eight cards per pack. 
Uh, you're gonna get three autographs, mem cards, relics, rip cards, or buybacks. And there's your hits: 24 mini cards, one per box, and one box loader. It's a 350 card base set with 50 short prints. Look for hot boxes. These will are the only place to find the silver portrait parallels. It appears the short prints don't have the silver portrait variations. Gold border minis are exclusive to retail packs, uh, which there are five in each of those. Three parallel sets also exist, each numbered uh, with a, each with 150 cards. Uh, mini stained glass out of 25, uh, framed mini cloth out of 10, which is our hobby exclusive. Uh, mini metal, and those run out of three. One-on-one cut signatures, and those, uh, there's less than two dozen uh, cuts in the product. Rip cards are two per case. Reach for the Skies can be put together. Uh, it's an insert set, and it's a panoramic puzzle of skyscrapers, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to get to some of the pack-out issues later in the show. Uh, another cool one was like Monsters in the Dark or something. Uh, where uh, it's a bunch of things like crawling out from under your bed that remind of people of uh, uh, where the monsters live. Yeah, like it was the L.R. Stein, R.L. Stein books. Yeah, which is exactly what I was going to bring up, was that you know that this insert got included because he's actually a signer and has memorabilia in the set. That's cool. I saw the Ike button. I love it. The Eisenhower button, that was legit. An Eisenhower-Nixon uh, campaign button. That's that's an awesome hit. That's why Absolutely. that's why Ginter's dope. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. The hatred of it because, well, there's not enough sports players. I get it. I get it. There's other products for you. Yeah, uh, like the other 48 that come out during the year. It's better than Tops Fire. slightly different. Oh, it's not better than Tops Fire. Did you see what I put in the YouTube chat? I said, listen, Archives is better than Gallery, which is better than ANG. That'll get you. You're wrong. Uh, one million says, fun fact, I've opened seven boxes out of my sealed case. I've pulled more printing plates, too, than Jordan Alvarez base rookie cards, which he pulled one. <laughs> how, are you pulling, how are you pulling two one-of-one printing plates out of seven boxes and only one base rookie card of a guy? Now, I, I, I did a cursory review, and uh, if anyone happens to hit them, I'm looking for the Arise and Estadillo. They have the many uh, framed. Uh, yes, Brent Becca pulled yeah, uh, Brent, Arise Brent, earlier today. Brent got an Estadillo, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you might have to, hey, hey, Brent, I need to, I need to find mm-hmm. out where I can direct deposit my paycheck next week. One of each, please. Uh, baseball, Brent got a card, too, which is pretty cool. Almost looks like he's saying Brett. Yeah, just j- just the handwriting. But I heard that the uh, non-sport autos are barely one a case. Mm. So, there's a John Candy cut auto. Ooh. Love that. Stuart Scott cut auto. Nice. One of the nicest dudes I've met. DNA relics from like dinosaurs and fossils and stuff around there this year. Uh, there is no Bill Clinton DNA relic, unfortunately, this year. Uh, so. Yes, I always love Alan Gitzer. I have a couple boxes coming, and I, I can't wait to uh, to bust them open. So, and I, and I do like that. Um, at least those who have um, social media people have been hitting up and saying, "Hey, what is this from?" And I guess this was him tweeting. It, there was a tweet um, that it, it, such and such got signed by such and such, and they took the the suit or whatever and that's the one that got inserted into packs nice they're asking people hey where did this come from you know you know why we'll never get in this product is because ben said this is not as good as top's fire 
Well, put well, me in it. Put me in it, and maybe I'll change my opinion. Damn, you know, Steph crazy. and I can fit on it. Too, you know, just through the two of us. That's mm-hmm. okay. But I'm literally, maybe I'm literally sideways. saying another Topps product is good, and, and it's Topps Fire that doesn't get. Listen, Ben doesn't need to be if some Topps rando guy. Was good. It would be a re- It would be a hobby product. No, man. <laughs> but have you seen any Topps Fire out in the wild? No, because everybody's yes. buying it. I saw it last weekend in. Uh, at the uh, Lincoln Target. Next time I want to see you take a picture next to it so I know that you're not full of uh, S. Yeah, well, it's full of S. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Topps Fire has me as an advocate. Topps Ginter has millions of people. So in your face. Hmm. It, it, fire needs me as much as I need fire. Uh, 2020 Topps Transcendent Baseball Captain's Collection dropped uh, today. Only $25,000 a box. 40 boxes were made. You're going to get a 54 card, fifty-four cards in there, a 40-card base set, a one-patch autograph, one, or you're going to get five final season autograph relics, six captain's career autographs, one 3,000-hit autograph, one 1993 Topps Derek Jeter rookie card autograph buyback, and one Derek Jeter VIP event invitation. Um so all of the autograph, most of all the autographs are numbered to three or less. Weird because he wore two. So like, how do you that up? Uh, <coughs> Thanks, Tom. The only autograph that has more than three are the the ninety three upper the ninety three tops rookie cards, uh, and there are forty of those. Obviously, um, these take an original flagship rookie card and add a signature and a special stamp, noting it's from this release. Uh, the captain's career autographs commemorate 40 of the biggest moments in his career. All those cards are framed. The final season autograph relics are five per box. Like I said, available with one, two, three, four, uh, or four swatches. And they use a variety of pieces from a game or gear uh, from 2014. And then every top strands in the product includes the special release or the special party with big name guest. Obviously, Derek Jeter will be in attendance if they ever have this one. And no date or location has been announced, but uh, you know maybe a little Derek Jeter, uh, you know, thanks for sleeping over prize bag end of the end of the show. Just another transcendent product. Just another twenty five thousand dollar box of like now you're just flooding the market with more Derek Jeter autographs. How many tops now Derek Jeter autographs have come out this year? How much like they're just watering down Derek Jeter autograph cards? as fast as they can it's like they bought a gallon of milk and they're instead of feeding a family of four for the week they're going to feed a family of forty thousand with that one gallon of milk because they watered it down so much but they also paid x amount of dollars for that gallon of milk they didn't pay three bucks they paid jeter god knows how much money so they've got to get their money back yeah and but you know what it affects in the long run is the collector of Derek jeter that you know had a had a card that was autographed and now the market's flooded with them, and they're more readily available. And people, especially from this product, they're going to open it and take a big... It, it, it cracks me up when people are like, oh, I got this Mike Trout autograph. And it's just like, at this point, it's like, so? Big deal. We all could have one if we want. There's literally enough for everybody in the hobby to have one now. Maybe even a couple. we all wanted them. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, we're not being facetious when we say that. I mean, think about that. If we all wanted one Mike Trout auto... Dating back to 2011, certified auto, licensed or unlicensed, we'll just put them all together. There would probably be enough for everybody in the hobby to have one or close to it. But I need three. 
So I can have three Mike Trout autos. You could. Like you have three PS3s? No, and I'm so, at the release price. I'm so not buying five PS. That was the vi- that was the YouTube video that brought Stefan and I <laughs> to become friends. Tim, have you ever seen it? If not, Steph will send it to you. It's oh, a guy, the one with the bros and the in the controllers and the other things in the back. It's a guy when PS when it was a PS three or PS four. Yeah, it was he initially did three and then he's done four as well. Yeah, it, it, it's when they were like a ludicrous price and Steph was Ray like, I don't have one. And he's like, I have three, and I'm like. Why? It shows me the video. It's just a guy talking about how he's got three and you don't have any. Funny. Well, it's unfortunate that you don't have any Topps fireboxes. I have one from my kitchen. I have one from my <laughs> and I have, I have for my I go to the bathroom and I have one in my bathroom. <laughs> you have zero. I have three. I mean, that's literally like a four-minute video of this guy. Let's look at this map. So, real quick side Arrow story. And red is mine. When uh, the PS2 came out, the PS, when the PS2 came out, I had pre-ordered one at a, at a KB game, KB store. If you guys remember KB Toys, mm-hmm. I, the summer before I put fifty dollars down. Well, I moved to San Diego in the meantime. When it came out that fall, was right about my birthday. Was right like when I was going to turn twenty-one. I was super excited, but I was back up here, so I was going to go and pick it up. Well, my sister's boyfriend at the time said, "Hey, I'm going to sleep out in front of Target tonight because they're going to have the PS2 tomorrow morning." So I stayed out there with him. I end up buying one there. A guy comes up as we're walking out, offers me a thousand dollars for mine. I mm. said, "Well, how about this? I want to go home because I've been sleeping outside on any shower." Here's my ticket to KB. We called the store, verified they had it. He gave me a thousand fifty dollars because he paid me fifty dollars for what I'd pre-ordered. A thousand for the ticket to the right to go buy the PlayStation, on top of paying the additional like you know like two fifty or whatever it was. So I got mine for free. I had a PS3 or PS2 for free, games for free, controller for free, memory card. It was the it was awesome. It was one of my favorite birthdays. It was great. Uh, also this week, coming out uh, 1920, Op- Panini Opulence Basketball uh, drops. Looks like tomorrow. That's weird. Twenty uh, twenty hundred dollars a box, one pack per car uh, per box, seven cards per pack. You're gonna get one autograph or memorabilia book- booklet, and then five additional autographs or memorabilia cards. Hey Tim, yeah. Check this. I figured out how to do how to do a thing. I'm here today talking about something that's almost over my holiday season. Present. Download download content from the online marketplace. Answer the course. Yeah. Wow. Dude just sitting with three PS3s back in the day. He talks garbage the whole time and at, at the point that I had also, seen it. I have this cake. <laughs> <laughs> At the point that I had seen it, I already had one. Most households probably did have one, but this guy had three. And, and, and just, it, it made Steph and I unfortunately bond like brothers for life. <laughs> Looking back on it, I wish I had just stuck with Facebook. Never gotten on Twitter, but here we are. God. Uh, so so back to opulence. Speaking of opulence, I mean, if you have three PS3s, you're probably very opulent in life, right? Uh, living that opulent lifestyle. You're going to have a rookie patch, uh, autograph booklets of a jumbo swatch, and an on-card autograph. The all-star booklets and NBA final booklets take their theme approach using for specific events. Uh, so the finals booklet is actually pieces of jersey and swatches uh, from the 1920 uh, or the 2018-19 NBA finals worn by the Toronto Raptors. Those are actually jerseys from the finals. 
There's also the rookie Octo Signature booklets. Those are eight autographed rookies uh, in one booklet. And they also have a gold medal jersey autographs. And that's a piece of jersey that were worn on the uh, USA national team. Now, you guys could have picked a better photo if you're going to use a white jersey piece. Come on. Well, you mean. So th this is a piece of jersey from the uh, USA games, right? Yeah. So why are you going to use a dark blue photo when this is a white jersey swatch? Because they're not, you know, they're lazy. Thanks, Tops. Yeah, it's a pity though. Uh, 2020 Bowman Chrome drops Friday. Okay. Uh, you have two versions. You have a hobby box, and that's going to run you about 267 a box, 12 packs per box, five cards per pack, two autos. Two 2019 Arizona Fall League Fall Stars, one Dawn of Glory, four stat trackers, and one Chromer Shimmer, Chrome Shimmer Refractor. An HBA box, uh, which is the hometown advantage or home team advantage, whatever. That's $350, $15 a box. You're going to get three packs with one card per pack, but all the cards are autographed. There's a 100-card base set, and there's also a 100-card prospect subset. Fifteen rookies have image variations. Not uh, part of the prospect. base set. What? The prospect set's not part of the base set. Yeah, I said a subset. Okay, cool. Uh, Chrome mm -hmm. prospect and rookie autographs. Uh, Chrome rookie autographs make up most of the autos, which have seven parallels. Dawn of Glory is a new theme, and it highlights players on the verge of making the majors. Farm to Fame is another new insert. Instead of prospects, they have veterans and retiring retired greats on card using pictures from their rookie seasons. And uh, the base versions are case hits. And I think there's also autographed versions of those as well. The Arizona Fall League uh, has relics in here. Uh, it's one of the only places, the only cards you're going to get with a relic in there. And those are only in hobby packs. So. It looks like there's rookie image variations as well. Yeah, like I said, there are 15 of them. <laughs> Glad you're paying attention to the show. Uh, so make sure you check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash news for more details on these releases. Uh, what's brewing next week's releases? 2020 Tops Heritage Minor League Baseball. 1920 Panini, Upper, Panini Contenders Optic Basketball. 2020 Panini National Treasures Collegiate Football. And 2020 Panini's Chronicles Baseball. More Chronicles, fellas. Can't wait. I think it was a first off the lines release. Uh, yes. Oh, no, they couldn't because their site was broken. That's <laughs> it. Yep. I was going to talk about that, but it was just so, you know, commonplace that their website, you know, shit out, you know. It's like, yeah, hey, the sun came up today. And the moon was here tonight, and Panini's website was down and crashed during the sale, and you remember we need how water I, to survive. You remember how I said the other day, like, I, can't, I said a couple, you know, on a few shows, where I wouldn't be surprised if I woke up and the sky was pink and I had horns growing out of my head. Well, here or in California, it's, it's been <laughs> orange. So I'm a little afraid that I'm going to wake up with horns coming out of my head before the year is out. But there's a better chance of that happening than Panini's website working properly on a release day. For first off, all I know, you're correct. Uh, just get those Panini points in there. You'll be good. Uh, infield chatter, hobby talk section, Bowman 2021 Bowman uh, first look came out at blowout, blowout bus and out it's uh Releases April 14th. I mean, it's Bowman. It looks like Bowman. Um, they're going to have 1991 Bowman autos in there. You know, for what it's worth. There's a die cut that looked pretty cool. It has like a big gold nugget. It said that's a prospect, and it's called a Prospector Special Variation. Those are numbered out of 
49. It's funny that they're already pimp pimping this out, and draft hasn't even come out yet. Uh, you know, so Bowman, if, Bowman if they're using out. 1991 Bowman, are they going to have uh, the, the backs where you can UV light them? I don't know. Because much like 1991 Tops, 1991 Bowman will glow underneath a UV light. Or not. Now, do the Desert Shield ones glow? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, all of them do. Oh, interesting. It's a I'll good way to uh, double check whether you have a Desert Storm or not. Yeah. Uh, the National and Cleveland. Sorry, Desert Shield, but yeah, same thing. The Cleveland National is no more. Uh, they had a couple planned, uh, at least one planned show. Was it 2022? Yep, 2022. To, to be at the, the National in Cleveland, but uh, the Fox 8 team, I team learned, and this is out of Cleveland, uh, the, the IX Center in Cleveland will close its doors for good at the end of the year because of the fallout from COVID-19 outbreak. So it's a giant, giant facility. I, I've not been mm -hmm. there, but I know staff has. And uh, so the national is going to have to find a new place in 2022. Come to California. I bet we it, will I, host you. Come to Vegas. I actually yeah. haven't been there, but Andrew has. Okay. We, we will be great hosts of the show if it comes to the San Francisco Bay Area. It can be brought to you by two-thirds of the About the Cards and the Mojo Break guys. No, don't let it come to the Bay Area. Put it somewhere fun. Because I don't want to go to that cesspool they call the Bay. I'd much rather go to Fresno or Bakersfield. Anaheim. Yeah, that's fine. I've been there. All right. nice go, go to Bakersfield and we can, you know, we Ivan can meet us halfway. Um, it's, it's just a shame that, uh, one, you know, the, uh, we have a private DM group with a good chunk of uh, some of our great hobby friends that um, – the, the, the 2014 shows where the majority of them met each other for the first time or the second time or the third time in the case of uh, two people in particular. But um, it's a shame that there, uh, presumably, if it doesn't get bought out by someone, that there won't be a Ferris wheel at the National. Unless they have a step at the Mall of America and then you have an entire theme park. But fuck that. So so if you, <laughs> if you follow politics at all, you know, to, to make sense of what's this versus what's that who knows right um the world is on fire so to speak today and tomorrow things are looking peachy and rosy and you know the the latest reports say that that we might have you know countrywide vaccines by the third quarter of next year that's going to put the onus on a lot of businesses to survive for about 18 months without their normal revenue streams and, and, you know, a big center like this closing is just one gigantic example of, you know, a, a business that, you know, is predicated on having events there, you know, people to prop them up and provide their revenues. You know, we can talk about sports and all these owners that can with, withstand maybe one year of no revenues because they're, you know, billionaires, uh, even though that's not quite how it works. You know, I mean, you still want your, your individual entity to support itself. Um, but yeah, this is scary because if, if they're going out of business by the end of the 2020 fiscal year, and there's a chance we might not be able to open up or, you know, countrywide, go back to quote unquote normal for another eight, nine, 10 months on top of that. How do you mm -hmm. expect the, the, the little deli on the street corner and the donut shop to survive? Granted, it's a different business model, different consumers support it differently and, it's just, it's well, unfortunate. 
with those little businesses, as long as they can have like a takeout type stuff or do delivery, that they, they should be able to survive. They should be able to do okay if they're if they have a good enough following. Um, you know, well, was, that's just it. I mean, uh, it's a huge facility, and, and yeah, naturally, much like the stadium events, nobody's going in person. But if something the size of essentially a third of uh, Cleveland Hopkins International Airport's runway closes down, when it's right next to NASA and the literally on airport property, I presume. Um, you know, how, how, how do uh, anybody but Tops or Panini or stay up front? No, yeah, and, and it was something like this, too, is, you know, we, we don't know, obviously, the, the intricacies of what they're paying, you know, who owns it, is it owned outright? Maybe there is somebody out there that knows, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, is it owned outright by an individual, by a corporation? It was owned yeah, by the, know. I think, owned by the city and leased out to a group that was running it day to day. So I that that group is what's closing it down, and I think the city will take it back and maybe they figure something out. But I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm sure, it, yeah. It, if the national runs there in 2022 as planned, that's a lot of time for somebody to swoop in there and grab that venue. Somebody's got money that can sit on it for another year with with no revenues and if the city ends up you know whoever owns it defaults it back to the city the city may or may not want to sit on that you know you, you know that's what happened with the oakland ace coliseum was the city just wanted to cash out and the a's got a sweetheart deal buying that from them for like 87 million dollars it had to be valued at triple that cost at one point if not considerably more and they basically just Probably 1975 yeah it, it potentially i mean but they just basically gave it to the a's for, you know, 30, 40 cents on the dollar because they just didn't want to have to deal with it, right? So who owns it now? And if it goes back to the city, maybe they're just going to be like, hey, Shep, if you got X amount of dollars, you can buy it from us. And you have Y amount of dollars, which means you can sit on, you know, it, it would be a good investment for somebody, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yes. Unlike the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, new barcodes at PSA card tweeted out introducing PSA submission ID labels. Affix the label to the side of your package when it arrives at PSA. The barcode will be scanned. You receive an email alert that your submission has arrived. More efficient order processing and improved customer communication. Well, if I put tracking on it, doesn't that do the same thing? Well, but I mean, we kind of use something similar at, at our work where sure, tracking is nice, but. It, just the way things work, you, we may not open your package the same day that it arrives. So if we scan it two days later, you can see, okay, one, they got it, but two, they're starting to work on it. But they send that out anyway, don't they, when they start your submission? They do. The second, uh, when they scan it, they're working on it. Yeah, uh, it's also, grading is dumb. Someone sent, uh, I saw a picture of a graded, I think it was a Beckett card, Beckett grading case. It was an upside down 1990 Fleer card. First of all, why are you grading 1990 Fleer? Second of all, the card was upside down. So actually uh, on that one, I, I looked and the reason I sent it and I'm sharing the picture. I just Now, um, if you look at it, so that's Beckett, sure. And yes, it's a 1990 Fleer card. However, Edwin Nunez. Yes, picture. Uh, it's a Frank Thomas with the wrong back. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's fine. But again, like, okay, whatever. But anyway, I still understand why we're uh, we're going to talk about sending cards to grading later on, I guess, in the show. So I don't want to ruin my 
my information, my my opinion on that. Uh, Gary V is going to be on uh, GMA. So that's Good Morning America. The Gary V team tweeted out this week. Big news: Gary V is going to be answering your questions live on GMA this Friday. Hope to see you all there. So, uh, Good Morning America is going to get uh, some some uh, Gary G. Jerry. Oh, good lord, Gary, Gary v. v. There we go. So, his, so. His, his name is Gary V. Allegedly, yes. To hear Tim say it though, it's Gary Vander. Yeah, maybe he can address uh, why sneakerheads are fleeing to cops and maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of questions I would love to ask him, but he's got better lawyers than I do. Uh, Archive snapshots is dropping. Our buddy Val over at NASCAR Radio tweeted out uh, this just in 2020 tops archive snapshots. Is coming to the tops.com site. Uh, the 582 Montgomery Club members get access to an exclusive pre sale on the product Thursday. It, I, I'm not a fan of this, it's stupid. I, I did, uh, I, I have one or two in my collection. I do like the thicker card stock, but yeah, no, there's no reason for this. Yeah. It's a really nice product. It really is, but it's completely unnecessary. But I'm pretty sure those boxes will be $10,000 before the week's out. Uh, especially this. Most wanted us. We had Steel City Trading Cards uh, tweet out that they're rolling out a brand new system uh, for you to sell your our, our most wanted items uh, and earn bonus points with them as well. They have a whole website, and I know Blowout does this, but they have a whole website dedicated to uh, what they're looking for and how much they're willing to pay for those boxes. And you can click on it. it, it I played around with it. It's pretty smart and interactive. I mean, it gives you price and you, you, you log in and then it, you set it up to sell it to them directly. Uh, and I would say the prices are, are, are pretty good on there uh, for what they're offering and for, you know, for what's out there. So like the bin baller box of Chrome 650. Um, I think finest flashbacks was 400. Uh, that's come down a little bit, but uh, it's interesting to see some of the stuff they're going after. Some they were looking for some uh, score box of football, which was interesting. Uh, so check out the Steel City Collectibles site if you you have some boxes of some higher end stuff or like you know the uh, online exclusives. Uh, they are looking to pick those up. Interesting. It, it, it's brilliant if you, especially if you have some of the stuff sold on the back end. I mean, you mentioned the score box. You know, why would they want that? Well, what if they have a buyer that went to them and said, hey, we'll give you a 15% premium to get this at X dollars, right? So they knock, you know, they, they factor that into their price. And then, you know, we end up having a random box and we go sell it to them. And then their, their buyer, I mean, it's, that's how business works. You know, if you can, if you can pre-sell it before you have it, you just got to be careful. Otherwise, you see the disaster of Project 2020 at its best. Yeah. So I was curious. I, I went with the highest price, and these, if you actually had them, were what you could get. Um, your your bang for the buck, so to speak. Transcendent, Penny, Certified Football, Bowman, Bowman, obviously, and Collegiate. So no single boxes, but uh, cases. If you have them, yeah. Because I bought like four cases of Transcendent tennis. Yeah, because you got you got like that. Uh, this came by from our buddy Mike Summer. Uh, it's a Dr. Beckett snippet from 1992. A reminder, Dr. Beckett's opening letter of the night, September 92 issue of Beckett Baseball Card Monthly that we would benefit greatly uh, from taking to heart today. 
It says in, in the 1980s, when cards were going up, they kept going up. But for but that was the 80s. The sports card hobby, like other hobbies, runs in cycles. For those who dove into sports cards during the late 80s, a harsh dose of reality is beginning is being administered by for by forces far bigger than our price guides. Also, in, in past years, upward arrows and price guides were translated by hobbyists to mean that prices were going up. Now, the downward arrows interpret are interpreted to mean the prices are going down. Not necessarily so. Today, we are witnessing the maturation of our hobby of our industry. A more mature industry means dealers and hobbyists must grasp a better understanding of the marketplace and our efforts to report that marketplace. So I like the snippet. I'd like to see more of this, but uh, it just kind of takes back to, yeah, there's ebbs and flows. And, you know, I, I still think Ben's analogy of this is 1990 um, is, is very accurate. Uh, as people started kind of ramping up, and I, I have a feeling that some people are still going to get a big kick in the in the groin in 2023 with some of the money they're spending today. Yeah, you know, it, I know you're not a fan of Facebook, but there's so much great content on there. When I say great, I mean you know, dumb content. More, that, right? It's so fun to laugh at. It, you know, it's. I'm so glad it's there because we get to laugh at it on a daily basis. But, you know, something that comes up there a lot with a lot of those collectors um, is that the bubble is going to burst overnight. Like here today, the market is way up here at the top of the the amusement park ride and tomorrow it's going to be at the bottom. And it's like, that's not how it works, right? For, for three and a half years, we, you know, three years, we saw a lot of economic growth in the United States. And COVID hit, and and now we've seen kind of we've seen pitfalls, and we've seen you know more stimulus. We we we've seen you know ups and downs, but it's taken six months to kind of sort itself out, and we're still not sure exactly what it is and what the future holds. Oh, just wait so, till the election happens. So, in other words, yeah, if, if this is not if this is nineteen ninety, it's going to take two or three more years, even if the bubble burst today for it to really kind of settle again and, and, you know, have that, you know, if you, if you go into a pool and you, you dive into a pool, that water moves for quite a while before it starts to settle. Right. And, and, well, and that's not going to happen as quick as it would in water. It's going to take two or three years. And that's why the, the, the peak I think was 1990 ish, 1991. And it took till 93 or 94 for it really to start to settle. Plus, I mean, you hit a brick wall with with the strike as well. Which in we're going to have this year. Um, you know, it's funny is I because Donner's came out this last week and I went to to look to pick up a Joe Burrow because I rookie card because I have the tops number one overall picks mm -hmm. uh, all the way back to Bradshaw. And so I've picked up the Donner's version since top stopped making football. You know what a Donneris rated rookie Joe Burrow card goes for right now? $2. $6. I was, I win because I was closer. I don't know what I won. I picked up a Kyler Murray last year for like 4 bucks, 5 bucks. And I was like, damn, I, I overpaid a little bit for it. But I was like, whatever. I, I, was, I was astounded. And then like even Justin Herbert, his are like 15 
and two is like fifty-five. He's not even starting. Um, you know, I was like, I'll wait, I'll wait. I'm good. Oh yeah, this is this is something where you're. You, I don't even know if you're buying at the height of the bell curve. You're buying in the stratosphere. Right I just now. bought it. I just looked the week it came out just to see, like what it, it was. I was amazed. I would I would have maybe paid ten dollars for it, right? In the world that we live in today, knowing card prices, I would have been okay spending ten dollars. Twenty, I would have been like fifty. Eh, I fell out of my chair. Right? It's Donruss. It, it it really is amazing. It's gonna be at the dollar store. Yeah, if if, if you're if you're a Bengals fan right now and, and that's your guy and, and you know you're gonna PC him because nope. he's your fifteen year quarterback. Okay. Cool. Put it on your list of things you're gonna need to buy next year. You know, and and God forbid, hey, maybe it goes up and you gotta pay a hundred dollars, but at that point, aren't you just yet you know, mincing I, I mean you're just I, I'd rather pay today's price for an established player than pay two years ago price for, you know, again, a Joey Bart, right? We, we, we've used him at nauseum because he's a great example. I'd rather pay twice as much a year from now when he's an established major leaguer than to pay what I, ha- what I would have to pay for today and find out he's the next guy who flamed out, you know? Yeah, is is that smart fiscally speaking? Not if you're talking to a financial planner, uh, but in the hobby, you, you know that's just kind of way it is. I mean, sometimes it's not it's not uh, the best uh, time to buy the week it comes out. But you know, football also started too. Um, there's a lot of things going into it, but still, like that doesn't make any sense why it's fifty bucks. I mean, they're gonna have factory sets made of this stuff. That you're going to be able to pick up at a, you know, we'll hopefully pick up at a Target or Walmart, whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I see that uh, someone's uh, just uh, in, in, hanging out in our chat. What's up, Breaks? I see someone's also just copying what he's saying. So I love that too. But uh, no, I just I can't I can't believe Donner's prices uh, are at that price. That price. It, it, again, it's one of those things where we, we you know. I know we've had a lot of fun at Topps Fire's expense, um, but Topps Fire, Topps Gallery, Chronicles Basketball, uh, Donruss Score, these products are going to kill the flippers because they're going to learn quickly, you know, maybe Ginter even, that these products are not meant to be bought at $20 a blaster and flipped for $60. There are going to be some people that, that buy at that price because – yeah, you know, I mean, we, we I, I mentioned it today. Our good buddy Ivan mentioned it from seasoned collectors. Ginter comes out, and how many times do we hear, "What's up with all the non-sports cards in here?" It's like, how how do you not know what you're buying before you're buying it? You know, or are you just buying it because it literally was the only blaster on the shelf? So I'm going to go ahead and you know buy myself a couple. Um, yeah. There's a lot of products right now. We're like in the thick of this, where a lot of these just have net. You know, net, 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 net negative return value. You know, you know, they're they're just you're buying it for twenty bucks, and you're lucky to get ten bucks out of it. So if you're yeah, but then 60, the, see the, the people that normally would go and buy retail Ginter are Steph and Angela, me, yeah, uh, yeah. back in the day, maybe even you, right? Night it, would been, it would have been to go and buy, uh, 
you know, go and buy it and open it up because, hey, maybe I can't afford a, a box, but I can afford a blaster it in. I'm going to get, you know, a handful of packs, 70 packs. I'm going to get some cards. I'm going to get to experience it. I always like to, as a blaster, as a test product, like, hey, I'm going to buy a, a blaster and see if this is a product I might want to buy a hobby box out. Because sometimes well, it's cheaper than buying a four or five packs from the from the LCS. So, I don't know. And, and that, that's exactly right. I mean, it's kind of how uh, Angela found her own niche in the hobby. If uh, you guys haven't listened to one of her three um, Dr. Beckett episodes, she covers this. But <clears throat> when uh, we first started getting back harder into the hobby, um, in 2009, we would break blaster boxes of Alan Ginter. And when it came out, we could find it in September and October. So that's telling you something, how, how things have changed in the past 11 years now. Um, but, I mean, being able to pull a relic out of a blaster box is amazing, even if it was some swimmer from some Olympic team at the time. Um, and that's what brings her in. So if that pulls in people that aren't going to collect, I mean, even my cousin, for example, picked up a um, skater, uh, speed skater signature from some Alan Ginter's uh, product. She actually had to call and ask me, hey, how do I better protect this? Okay, so I'll ship you one. You need a mag touch. Put it in. Seal it up nice. And you can look at it whenever you want. Her favorite skater, I guess. Has That's no cool. idea what cards are. Yeah. Well, let's, what what would hypothetically happen if next year we we were invited to be a part of the Allen and Ginter card set, right? Wouldn't you want to go clear the shelf just for our own? I, I would, I, dude, I would go drop a couple hundred dollars on all the blasters at the local Walmart or Target because that would be awesome to be able to pull our own card out of a pack, right? Is that not every collector's dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for us, it wouldn't be to to do any like literally i mean 10 blasters for 200 bucks to pull a, a nickel card because it has our face on it oh i'd be on support lot just buying as many as i could yeah <laughs> no that would be awesome and I, i'm sure we have a lot of friends and listeners that would, would would get a kick out of that too just like when we had mike oz in the set and it's like oh you know we we, we kind of know mike a little bit and you know our good buddy ben aguire and, and mike are good friends and um it's neat. That's what is neat about Allen and Ginter. I like, but, uh, yeah, no, it is. And, and watch the bricks says address. It's Donner is in the context of the $600 Patrick Mahomes rated rookie. Yeah, I can't like to, oh, okay. So, uh, was it last, last fall, December ish, January. I was, those, they had all those packs that were always flooding big lots. Mm-hmm. And I found a bunch of 17 Donner's fat packs there. And I would pull the Mahomes rookie out of that. It was like forty bucks at the you know thirty or forty bucks at the time, right? But again, he'd won the MVP in eighteen. He had, the Chiefs were doing well. Then up going win the Super Bowl it was like a hundred dollar card. Well, okay, Joe Montana's tops rookie card was always around that you know hundred or two hundred dollar price point when he was being a stud. But the fact that it went up to six hundred and it's Donruss to me makes me go, I should sell this bitch and go buy one in, in ten years from now. Take a picture of it and be like, cool, I bought this out of a four dollar pack. And it's just a base card, and at the national, even last year they were selling the factory set for like 55, 60 bucks. So if you pull just the Mahomes out of it, not even planning to Sean Watson, the rest of the shit and sold that you know sold that card. The rest of the set was free. 
So it, it's amazing to me. I, I don't know. Uh, here is a BGS BS story. So this came via throwback at throwback cards. It involves him and I think at Steve Loft. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but from the context I can get. Uh, For what it's worth, that's not me. My name yeah. isn't Steve, and uh, there's yeah, it's it's definitely off of Tina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it just real quick, I'm gonna kind of read the story, and then we're gonna get into the tweets they put out. Uh, uh, he had a 1920 uh, Prism RJ Barrett Fast Break Purple Disco numbered out of 75. It's the most expensive raw card or ungraded card he's ever purchased after taxes. He paid 305 cart for the card shipped. He's a huge RJ Barrett guy, which is awesome. Cool, buy your dude, outstanding. Uh, he was eager to have the card slabbed. I subbed with a good friend who was sending a 93 uh, Upper Deck SP Jeter to Becky Grading Service on a five-day submission. A five-day uh, with, with insurance to BGS cost ended up adding $67 to his price. It was up to $372. At some point in the grading process, my friend was called by a BGS uh, rep, regional manager Charles Stabble. Uh, and Charles stayed there a box with the two cards where I damaged the cards were bowed, bent, and or creased. Charles, and by proxy, BGS claimed the damage was on USPS. The box was crushed, and the cards were subsequently damaged. But here's the thing. Charles or BGS did not provide pictures of the damaged box. I imagine if this is a rare incident, this rare incident occurs, it's incumbent upon BGS or any grading company to prove the fault lies with the carrier and not with them. A picture of the crushed box would go a long way to proving this to a customer. Um, unlike PSA, who I've never had denied me a damage claim or damage review, Charles and BGS uh, didn't seem to have such a review system in place or didn't want to be bothered with honoring our request to investigate our claim of damage and handling by BGS, which is our suspicion given there is no evidence to the contrary, and we have both sent hundreds of packages with USPS with no such issue, unfortunately, or by design. There is not much to document the conversations between Char with Charles B and BGS in writing other than one blanket uh, see a reply from Charles pictured here uh, in this post. Given uh, stating the given lack of proof BGS is not responsible per blowout form screenshot lack of camera. Yeah. Um, I'm out of the card as badly creased in the Jeter SP. We are also out the BGS fee because why would they refund and claim any responsibility here? So not only did they they not grade the card or, and or damage the card, but they, they didn't refund them their money for a card they did grade. Uh, BGS should investigate our claim. BGS should take a picture of the damaged box. BGS should take a candle with the damage on our cards. Um, see, okay, real quick. If you, if this is the most you've ever spent on a card, almost $400, and don't get me wrong. To some people, that's a, that's a ton of money. To me, for a card, that's, that's a lot of money. Uh, and to some people, that might be just a drop uh, in the hat, right? I haven't spent more than 100 Yeah. And we talked about this. Uh, and especially if it was a my guide to numbered card, why? this is the main reason why, one of the main reasons why, I think sending cards through the mail to grade uh it's hard because when you buy cards, you send them in the mail all the time, and God hope they get there. Or when you buy them and they come back, but this is this is ridiculous. The fact that even that BGS won't refund them the money for the service they never provided, yeah, transaction I mean, that never took place. 
so Steve Steve Loff updated here. Uh, BGS Charles have no visible uh, evidence the package was damaged. Charles also submitted BGS has no internal review system. Basically, we have to take their word for it every time as they can never produce evidence. They they are offering two hundred dollars for the for the card and none of my grading fees. Uh, I'm out three hundred seventy dollars with grading. They also offered uh, three times two-day grade shipping vouchers in lieu of cash. I declined the vouchers. I asked for the cash, $200, plus one voucher, and I was declined, denied. Also, any deal is uh, contingent on them getting the damaged cards back. I don't want to surrender the card, especially without grading fee refund. My final ask is uh, $267, and I will turn the card, uh, but no word back. Like, that's that's heartbreaking. That, well, and that's just it, too. The birthday boy here said that, you know, so they damaged a $305 card, and you're willing willing to accept 267 back. Seems like you're being awful generous here. I'm making a concession to settle the matter. So far, it's not working. Seems it's their way or the highway, even though I'm the one who suffered the loss, presumably at their hands with no evidence to the contrary. Don't grade. Please don't. Stop. Such Stop. a scam. Such a scam. Buy your Mac Touch. Do your own grade. Make your own label. Especially if you if you have no intent on selling it. Dude, when I'm on Facebook groups and I'm scrolling through and laughing at this crap, like literally, if you say anything about it's grading, it automatically gets an emoji of the laughing dude. And I've had people DM me, what's so funny? Dude, <laughs> grading is a scam. I'm going to laugh at you every time. I just pulled this card. Should I grade it? We used, no. to sell, we used to sell something at Best Buy called uh, TV Calibrations. Now, they would send out a tech with the computer, and they would calibrate your TV to your room. It was about a $250, okay, sorry. It was about $250 service. We, we, we made like $220 in pure profit off of that because we paid the tech as one-hour service for... Some bullshit. It was bullshit. What, what was it allegedly supposed to do? You're Calibrate my... the coloring to the lights, the the lighting of your room. The, uh, you know, a, a fool and their money will soon part. Yeah, it, it's just you feel bad because I mean, at the end of the day, the card is what is most important, right? That's what the guy wanted, and he paid mm -hmm. good money for it. Whether he paid way too much, in your opinion, or not, our good buddy Kevin Jones. So that poor guy spending three hundred dollars on R.J. Barrett card, you know. Beside <laughs> the point, right? I mean, we could all say that that's foolish to spend that kind of money. If we all analyze each other's PCs, most everything that each of us spend money on is something the next guy would not, and that's the beauty of it being oh, yeah. a hobby. Perfect but example. I'm sure and these aren't ever going to be worth what I paid for them. My, my, uh... and yeah. just bought me this for my birthday. Awesome. Would you guys and, spend forty nine for it? I wouldn't have I paid would, $4 and 90 cents for it. I would have but, paid 50 bucks. I think, I think it steps on to something with this kid, but 50 bucks is a good price. But only if you're prospecting at that point, right, Tim, because you're not buying him because you're a twins fan or you're a fan of this guy necessarily. Yeah. I think, I think that in time, this guy could be a good player and in 10 years if he's, you know, something spectacular, I could sell for a couple hundred. $300 card. And I, I didn't mean prospecting, I meant speculating. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you're speculating, you're buying the, uh, the the speculative aspect of, can I turn this $50 into X against what I paid yeah, at I, a later date? Cool. And I, it, I do that a lot. I mean, 
Whereas but, she bought it just to make sure she didn't have to pay more down the line. And that's cool. If that's your guy, right? I, I, I spent a ton of money on, unfortunately, on Addison Russell cards uh, when he was in the minors, you know, a lot of Bowman stuff because I thought that he was going to be the next big thing for the A's. And it had nothing to do with, you know, getting my money back at a later date. It was just like, if this is the guy that's going to, I'm going to enjoy his career as an A. Obviously that didn't happen. And, and you know, the guy turned out to be a complete a-hole. Yeah. But, these, are, these are the speculations I most do. So there was somebody who had a bunch of cards up for a dollar, right? Uh, Dustin May uh, tops Chrome rookie. Louisa Rise update rookie. Mike Uskrimski update rookie. And a Yon Moncada uh, de rookie debut card. A buck a piece, $4 shipped. Now, I'm okay with that. This is most of the speculating I do is under $5. Um, I bought a bunch of Keston Hira cards, rookies from Chrome and Update and, and, and base cards of his. And, and I think they were $3 a piece. Because I think at some point, he could be a halfway decent player. And I have a bunch of them, so I'm not going to feel bad if I sell 10 of the 11 I have and I keep one. And I can go buy more stuff. And that, that's the speculating I do. I don't, I'm not going to grade it and that kind of stuff. It just, but this, it, guys, stop it. You're spending $67 plus the shipping on it and your car gets, and you're fucked. You know, my thing is, is I might try to take the $200 from, you can't get any money from USPS because it was delivered. I mean, yeah, it's only, can't, the insurance only counts if it's lost. Uh, you know, so. The BGS needs to do better on this. I mean, this is this is wrong in so many ways. You know, the the bottom line is, if I ship something to, to you guys and one gets it and one doesn't, the guy that doesn't get it or if it gets damaged, is going to come back to me for a refund, even though I packaged it up well, I did everything I could before I dropped it off at USPS. It was as secure as it was going to be, and then something happened in their possession. If it's a, a five dollar card. Yeah, you know, it's, it's sorry, it's on me. I'm going to have to give you your money back. And, and, and the fact you spent $300 is actually irrelevant. It doesn't really matter if it's three, three bucks, 300 bucks, 3,000 bucks. The bottom line is he sent it to them in good faith. It got damaged. They can't prove that it wasn't on them to say, hey, it wasn't on us. And, and now they're not even going to refund the portion of the money he gave them for that transaction. Dude, you got to give him the money back. There was no transaction that ever transpired. At this point, BGS is stealing mm -hmm. that money from them. That is called theft. You're not allowed to keep my money if no transaction ever took place. They did not grade it. They're just in possession of it. Send it back to me with my money, and I'll go after USPS then. Cool. Yeah. Just give the guys money. It's, give it his money back, dude. Otherwise, you guys are thieves. Well, I mean, you know what? This is not the first time we've heard this shit from these guys and the grading and stuff, and it's and it's a shame. But people doesn't phase people. Uh, they they literally we talked about this before. They're literally stealing money from people anyway, and, and, uh, under you're giving them their money. So now you're you're a volunteer, well, and, not a victim. Yeah, it's only gonna take us ten months to get the card back to you if you're lucky. Yeah, like, you know. Well, and that's just it. So. I, I'm not a huge seller and haven't sold in a while, actually. But um, digital storage is cheap. There's services like Dropbox. There's no reason you can't save and record videos of every time you drop off a package if you're an individual. Yeah. Now, 
as a corporate entity, there's no reason why they shouldn't have a ton of storage pictures of each box that comes in as they open it. All the cards just to just cover for, their own ass, just to cover their own ass in instances like this. And maybe what? they do. Maybe they just can't share it because legal says, "Hey, you can't do it." Maybe we don't know that. Yeah, but if, they, if that's the truth, then why wouldn't you? When the guys, you know, there's a claim at this point, can't. you would you would at least try to acknowledge that. Hey, look, we have proof that. It came from UPS damaged. Here's your money back as far as grading. Well, you can resolve it, however. That's yeah, like, then he'd have to go after him for, for at that point, what, you know, 300 bucks or something, 200 bucks for sure. the actual card. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and literally our buddy James w- was the one that you'd reference that it said that you're being awful generous. This well, guy's wait, a, happy birthday, James. Happy birthday, James. It, he's a lawyer. And he's mm-hmm. he's literally you know and he he had said this before like you have an IP pro you know issue go to Paul Esco if you know you get caught in the middle of the night with a lady of the night on the side of the road after work and you're drunk you call me you know this is the kind of case that, that a guy like James would take and run with and win you know spend three hundred and one dollars to win three hundred just just to give him a giant fu. Well, the, my thing is I so. I have a I have a TikTok addiction, and I was watching it. And there's this guy; it's a home inspector. No, I'm serious. I, there's certain things I watch for. They're on there. There's a couple guys restoring cars that are the cool, but this guy's a home inspector. And I, and I'm getting my roof done, and I'm doing some remodeling in the house. So it's kind of caught my in, my fancy following this guy. He's in Tennessee, and he wears a body cam whenever he does a home inspection, right? Uh-huh. Sure. Well, the other day, this he found a hole in the top of this person's roof that was selling the house. The seller said, you put that hole there. You fell through our roof. So he had to go back and say, no, I didn't. And they said, yes, you did. You damaged our home. You owe us X, Y, Z. So, yeah, I am a 13-year-old girl. Uh, so he had to he went to the, the buyer and said, hey, can I share my photos and my body cam video of this back to the seller to show them that it was there? And it was. Like he walks up and you see him walk up and he points to the hole even before he's there. And it's like, dude, like, well, you know, you know like, like, cover your own ass. This is independent. like that. Or um, in our case, when we got rear ended and um, the courts decided that we were 40% at fault for getting hit from behind. Um, you bet your ass after that lawsuit, we went on and bought dash cam front and back. To record yeah. video. Never had to use it. But if that happens again, we'll have full video of yes, we were stopped. We were not moving. Yes, we got hit from behind. Yeah. Cover no, that's crazy. So I want to get to the Allen and Ginter pack out issue. So Brent Becca hey. Brent Becca put out a lot about this. And some of this stuff's from a couple of yesterday, some's from today. We're gonna to get to more of it. But uh he said early reports of Ginter coalition issues similar to Stadium Club Archive Series Two exist again. Reports of base inserts and SPs being out of whack. Also, some very, uh, very odd pack out issues early on. Stained glass of minis appear not to be packed out as they're supposed to fall one every 2.33 cases, and none have been reported from packs uh, from mine uh, from a rip card. Other, let's see, more rare things are falling in clusters. Either they didn't, they don't hit, or they hit in bunches. We shall see over the weekend. The Ginter code's coming back, so that's cool. Follow the Ginter code for clues. Tops came out and said today, uh, update 2020 Tops Allen and Ginter product uh, air, production air, all stained glass minis. We're inserted into the box loader rip cards, just not 
the stained glass mini exclusives. Therefore, no stained glass minis will be found in packs of Allen and Ginter. Thank you and happy collecting. That's like saying, hey, I shot your mom. She did. But hey, thanks for being my friend. Yeah. They also Maybe. followed up with update. Due to a printing error, none of the Serengeti sight box loaders were made. Collectors will find the insert set in packs in all SKUs. So am I understanding this correctly, or is it just late at night? There are no stained glass cards this year. They are. They are they're but all they're in the box top. Uh, box top. The box loaders that have rip, that are rips. So they're just going to be more expensive now. Then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. So, I, I I love that uh, on the initial reply, our buddy uh, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Where are the 2018 wood minis? <laughs> I just want to yell at him, just like where are the turtles? By you know by by Michael Scott. Where are the wood minis? If there's ever a national again, that's exactly what we're gonna do. I'll dress up like Michael Scott. One of you guys can dress up like Dwight Schrute, and we'll just scream, "Where are the wood minis?" Yeah, we'll have to do that at the Q and A. If Tim's allowed in, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what Clay will say. He's like, "We're not calling on those guys." Oh no, uh, he's not allowed in. <laughs> I have a goatee now. It's a different one. It is. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it just it really pisses me off. I mean, this is one of the most popular. There's a lot of a lot of mini collectors, right? That's like some some guys just collect the minis out of this and build the set. And the fact that you can't get out of a pack now, and it's only in the, so if you go to the LCS, you know the box toppers are usually gone because the you know the shops gonna open them or sell them or do whatever they want with them. Not a big deal. At least it's not like the year they inserted them was 2013. They inserted some exclusive cards in the box lids. In the box lids, yep. Yeah, we won't talk about how I yelled at Ben during a, he was doing a break for a card shop here. I'm like, hey, cut into the box lid, dummy. There's cards in the top, dummy. And he's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and the best story is that uh, that Dan Anderson from Mojo Break actually hopped in a dumpster to go get all of their boxes <laughs> out to go get the cards. That's uh. dedication, though. That's customer service. <laughs> hey, Dunker Dive and Dan is what I called him for a long time, and uh, on the off chance that they were in there, it was worth his time and effort. Oh hell yeah! Because how many of those got thrown away? Oh, he just went to his house and opened them. Are we sure that the the wood minis weren't in the 2018 boxes when those boxes are long gone? So everybody, 100 percent of them got thrown away. Yeah. How do we know? There's somebody out there that's got a 2018 box on his shelf. He's he's grabbing it now, opening it up. So, someone someone someday is going to eventually open up a case, and every single card is going to be a wood mini, yeah. like the entire I mean, yeah, a whole box. Uh, our last thing tonight, I like this. This came from uh, at uh, Bren Stern, comparing teammates. Eloy leads Robert. Eloy Jimenez leads Luis Robert in every stat except for one, and yet his tops base rookie is a third of the cost. They're also the same age. Am I missing something? Now, they're like a year, and a, they're they're not quite the same age, but still, they're close enough. They're within a year of, of each other, like ten months apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Evo's killing it. It, it. It's like our buddy Ben Aguirre, cardboard icons, said something a couple weeks ago. Now, probably, 
And he's like, are we not doing Vladimir Guerrero anymore? And I was like, dude, quit living in 2019. Or even or even Pete, uh, Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso, right? I mean, yeah. uh, it, it's amazing. If you wrote down, if you went back to, say, 2014, I know we, we've said, like, the Aaron Judge year is really the year, 2017. Go back to 2014 and really decide who was really being heavily collected. Uh, that way we have a, a big enough sample size, right? Go to 15 all the way up through now. And keep that going year over year, and go back and take a look at the the next guy, you know, Guerrero this year, Judge in twenty eighteen, now here in twenty twenty. I mean, you couldn't. I muted Aaron Judge's name in twenty seventeen because I got tired of seeing his cards and his name. And now it doesn't even matter. He's just an injury prone slugger that you know is going to have a Yoannis Cespedes type career if he can't keep his ass healthy. You know, yeah. Kevin Jones says, "Are we not doing Chris Bryant anymore?" He was another flavor of the year. You know. Oh, uh, and you know the you, funny you thing is, or Shohei Itani, flavors of the year. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon Beckham. Yeah, I mean, let's say with Shohei, Chris Bryant cards. Uh, you know, even Bryce Harper. Like these guys were all super duper, and it's just and they oh, Brian Taylor. I mean. Shut it's, up about shut up about the Lewis Robert. Nobody cares. You care today, but you're not going to care next year because yeah. some other dude's coming up. Whether it be Joey Bart or Rob, God, Wander Franco. Yeah, some other dude's going to take their place, and we're not going to care anymore. Last year's prospect was Wander Franco. It wasn't it? Wasn't Lewis Robert? Everybody was chasing. The, the way I look at it is, I don't care who the next guy is. Just don't be an A. <laughs> Don't be an Robert A. Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name would have been Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, thank, oh, that Bowman Chrome card would have been. The only guy in the world shorter than Ben, Kyler Murray. I didn't get a, a Bowman Sapphire team. No, there's, I'm uh, not paying 80 bucks for Paulson, who's a 17-year-old kid, and people are like, oh, he's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, and maybe in 2025, when he's 22 years old. Okay, then we'll carry about him in 2025. Yeah, and and the way that the East trade players, he'll probably be a royal anyway. Ben, you're doing it wrong. You have to buy Team USA product that way. You get the 12 U guys, so that when they're drafted in six years from now, and once they actually get pulled up to the majors three, four years after that, we're talking a decade out. You gotta think ahead. Boom. I like these other names: Uh, Puig, Hernandez, Seager, Perea, Bregman, even. Right. See, we didn't even have to open up an Excel sheet. All we had to do was say it, and Rich Frank did all of our homework for us. Most of it, yeah. Strasburg. Uh, <laughs> I like the Delman Young one from Kevin. Way to go, Kev. Now hey, I know he's just sitting there. He's got his he's got his Devilry's hat on, and he's just mm-hmm. like, man, I love me some Delman Young. I'll tell you this much though, and I've mentioned it on the show before that the Delman Young piece that was written a few years ago on ESPN about the Delman Young trade tree and how it's still reaping benefits for the Rays again. If you've never read that article, go Google Devil, uh, Delman Young uh, Trade Tree or something like that. See if you can find the article. Steph has the link right now. Fascinating. Well, I do have has- And it is Delman Young related, but it's the best piece of Delman Young trivia. Uh, in- internetery. Jim Tomei mashing home run number 596, like 480 some odd feet. And Delman Young in the background just shocked like that ball needs a restraining order. Delvin <laughs> yeah. Young actually had a couple decent seasons too. He, he did. Really oh, well I think he could have been good. I think he was just yeah. a chucklehead. 
I think that yeah. he, he thought his his instinct, and it kind of did, and that's just what. Remember when he chased the guy at the bat, right? And maybe trying to get some uh, some of his fame off of his brother. Yeah, but like he was the number one pick. Like no need collector, no less. Yeah, Demetrius is a big time collector. Uh, you know, so it is what it is. Uh, guys, any final thoughts before we head out tonight? Um, do you see our uh, viewer question? Oh no, what's up? So, uh, coming to us from our uncle Rich, he wanted to know what our thoughts were in regards to MLB contracting some of the minor league team, uh, as far as next year. Um, how does that affect product and how does that affect print runs and updates and et cetera? I don't think it affects anything because those guys are going to go somewhere. It's not yeah. the top guys that are going to be affected. It's the, the 25, 26-year-olds that are hanging around that are going to have to you know, go out and sell insurance. It's a Jamison Tyons that had been a number two overall pick in – fizzled out it's going to be the you know the appels of the you know it, it's going to be the the seth browns you yeah, know the guys that are 28 years old that are you know good enough would be good enough to be on a major league roster if there were 35 teams in the league but hey, so, aren't quite well, as good the, when there's um, like 30 the, 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 for example a, a good one there the um cubs guy who threw a no-hitter the other day yeah oh, alex mills or mills. yeah yeah, you know, it's one of those things that you know if you if you took the top, I don't know how many minor league teams there are, but if every team just got three, just single A, double A, triple A, there's no high A, there's no, you know, if if you contracted those down to to just one, right? Sorry, you get thirty five minor leaguers, just like this alternate site, right? Every team gets sixty players, period. Two hundred sixty one teams. Okay, so let, let's shut, let's let's put that down to sixty teams now. You know, everybody gets you know younger guys and more advanced guys. You get sixty minor leaguers. Period. Twenty five on the major league roster, twenty six on the roster. That's it. You get less than a hundred guys in your system. They're all going to be really good players. You know, I, I mean, I, I have no problem with that at all. It's not going to affect any of the products because you're just going to see more of that group of players, and you're not going to see a bunch of these guys that. You know, yeah, forty round. You, you won't see any more piazzas, I suppose, right? Yeah. Well, they already dropped the the draft this last year was five rounds, right? So, yeah. Yeah. were you showing that Brent hit four super rare insert memorabilia cards, really cards out of one case? Yep, case eleven. I'll pull it right back up here. Um, he had like two fossils mm. and two of the buttons. Like, top man, what what's going down? Who? What? Do, I guess they're not getting enough Dr. Pepper over at the old packout plant because uh, somebody dumped up. Or they're mixing their Dr. Pepper with some Jack, which is good, by the way. Dr. Daniels, that's tasty. Pepper Jack. Oh, you Pepper Jack? I, I yeah, I, I got nicknamed it Dr. Daniels. You know, yeah, Heather had that the other night. She she ran out of Coke, and so she threw a Dr. Pepper in there. And she goes, "This is better." Yeah, it is. It, I like called it Dr. Daniels because it helped me get through. You know, it was uh, my therapist. I'm gonna go see Doctor Daniels, but that's ridiculous. How uh, good, good whatever. I, well, good I hope the boxes that I'm getting on uh, this next week because I delayed my order uh, are going to be phenomenal. So I hope that I, I mine come from a case like this. I see the the posy rip and a yeah. Thanks. So there we go. 
some nice looking cards. Yeah, no, I again, one of my favorites. And and Ben Ben likes Gypsy Queen. I'm not a big fan of Gypsy Queen, but this they're has, both kind of cut out of the same cloth. Yeah, they're brothers. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what though. I, I made this comment earlier today. You know why I don't like Ginter? It, is it in part it's just too repetitive. It didn't last that long in the 1800s, and here it's out ran its course. It's just like the, the old TV show Mash ran for 11 years. Uh, it, it portrayed the Korean War, which only lasted for three years in real life. That's what Ginter is. It's just, it, it's just not. And, and you can say the same for Gypsy Queen. It's not different enough year over well, yeah, year. It's like AP Bio. It's been the same class for three seasons, and it's only been like one semester in the school. <laughs> anyway, it's a fun show. Uh, all right, so, any final thoughts before we head out, fellas? I love you guys. Uh, I, I just like to uh, roll out since it had been mentioned. Um, with Mash, uh, goodbye for while I'm in. Final episode uh, title. Yep. Good night, guys and girls. Remember, we're live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 10 Central. Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter about the cards. Follow Ben at our trading cards. Follow Steph at Junk Wax Twins. Follow me at Big Shep 79 Be sure hobby stores, great pulls. Send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.